Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About It, conversations with MRU counselors on managing your mental health, succeeding in school, and everything else you're too scared to ask. I'm your host, David Kim, and in today's episode, I'm sitting down with Jennifer McCormick to talk a little bit about the challenges of being an international student and how Mount Royal University provides support for these challenges. Traveling abroad can be one of the most memorable and rewarding experiences that a student can have during their education. Through MRU's exchange program, students have a huge selection of destinations, from Sydney to Seoul. But this kind of experience is not without its challenges. Students must navigate through an entirely different social landscape, and potentially even a new language, all while being alone. Jennifer McCormick is a registered psychologist who has worked with MRU for more than four years. She currently works as a counselor specializing in support for international students, as well as being an assistant professor. Her goal is to lessen the unique stressors created by studying abroad so that students can not only continue to pursue their education, but also have a great experience while away from home. How did you take on the role of working with students studying abroad? So in counseling, uh, each full-time counselor has kind of the opportunity to go and connect with communities on campus. And so a few years ago, one of the communities I was really interested in connecting with was international education. So international education at the time had gone through some big changes or had some new staff. And so I was lucky enough to actually connect with them and then um, have really interacted with the staff over there in various ways to connect with the students. What, what are some of the common issues that students uh, studying abroad struggle with? So, of course, every student is going to have a slightly different experience, um, but some of the really common uh, topics that either we see in session or I see in working with international students um, just on campus and in the research include things like finances. So, of course, uh, tuition for international students is extremely high. Um, sometimes they come from countries that don't, their dollar doesn't have the same amount of buying power as a Canadian dollar, and it goes the other way sometimes as well. Um, but then also sometimes there's differences in how money works. Uh, so is there taxes when you go to the grocery store? Is that included on the listing price, or is it included when you get to the till? Um, so finances is a big thing. Um, then there's also things like culture shock coming to a brand new country with different unwritten rules that you may not know of unless you grow up in the country. And at first, it might feel great and exciting. Uh, it's a bit of a honeymoon period at the beginning. And then it gets frustrating because there's things that you don't necessarily know, like do you tip your waiter or waitress? Uh, how do you catch a bus? What do you say to the bus driver? You know, lots of little things that come up that start to wear away at you. And so it can get frustrating. And at points, sometimes students say, it's too much, I'm too tired. Um, but over time, people adjust because that's what we do, human beings adjust. And so even though at the beginning it can be difficult, the longer a student spends here, uh, or the more likely it is that they'll adjust. Then, of course, other things like loneliness, homesickness, connecting with other people, connecting with domestic students can sometimes be difficult, being really far away from family, worrying about family at home. 
Um, and then just uh, some of the differences in educational systems, like how do you interact with your profs? Do you have five big classes or 10 really small classes? Um, are, are your grades determined by tests or assignments or a bit of both? And that can vary from country to country. So a student who's used to high school or university in their um, home country might come to MRU and go, oh, wow, I don't, I don't really necessarily know how, to, how this works. So those are kind of the, some of the common ones. And then uh, what are some of the services that the school study uh, offers for students studying abroad? Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, this is probably not an exhaustive list, but certainly students who come here on exchange or to complete their entire degree program, or even students who come for the English language program um, can access what's called the International Student Success Center. So the ISSC is located in the E-Wing, I think it's E-140, um, and it's a place for both international and domestic students just to come together, hang out. Uh, they have a foosball table in there, they have events. Um, so it's a really nice place for students to come together and also to learn about each other and learn about services, get connected to services on campus. Um, so really, really great program. There's also different events that the International Education Group puts on, things like the International Kitchen, uh, where people get together and make food from a different country. Um, there's uh, support people who work in international education who are excellent, um, who get it, who can talk to people about um, money and transportation and housing and work. Um, which is another big thing related to finances, is there's some challenges sometimes for work. So lots of people within international education, but then international students, of course, can access any service on campus, um, counseling, health services, student learning services, office of student success. Those are all available to international students as well. Totally, just services kind of revolving around the things you we were talking about yeah, before, just yeah. making them more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, how many students abroad use the sports uh, services that the school offers? Like, is it quite a few of them, or um, do you find that like the percentage is kind of small? So I don't know much about how many people student, how many students access international education services. I know for us, we in the course of a year, probably less than one percent, or even less than half a percent, of our clients uh, self-identify as an international student which is less than the 2% of international students on campus. But I suspect that there might be other ways students are accessing supports, or there might be opportunities uh, to explore ways to get them more involved or to help students know that we are here. Um, but across campus, there might be other ways that international students are seeking support and resources. And I'm sure it varies like uh, personality-wise as well, student yeah. to student. Yeah. And uh, how are the students made aware of, of all the services that we've been talking about so far? So I think, um, and again, I'm not exactly sure all the ways, but certainly counseling is typically part of um, the syllabi that are, is given out. Typically, international students are contacted by somebody who works in international education. They're invited to join Facebook groups or Discord servers to connect with one another, to get to know what's available. Um, and then word of mouth is important. Uh, when I've talked to students at the ISSC, being able to tell other students and say, hey, come join me at ISSC is really important. 
Um, and then we also have advertisements for things like our global wellness community, which is a group that I run with Kristen Chapel from International Education for Students. We advertise that on our Instagram. We advertise on the, the communication boards and the hallways and that kind of thing. So we try to, we try to connect with students in, in various ways. And then uh, how has the last uh, two years of COVID-19 affected the mental health of these students that you guys um, are aiding? Yeah, again, various ways. Um, I think some of the biggest challenges have been students who have tried to come to Canada um, and have either had to quarantine um, and by themselves, which I think has been really difficult. Um, certainly worrying about people back home. Uh, early on in the pandemic, uh, we had several students um, from China who were actually quite worried about their family at home because we didn't know a lot at that time. And so being diff- being separated from family during difficulties, uh, we're already kind of feeling isolated uh, over the last couple of years. So international students might feel a little bit more isolated. Um, so some of those challenges, I think, are very similar to domestic students. And then some of them are, are probably more specific to international students. Even some of my friends like um, that like moved here, like they hadn't seen their parents in like two years, like if they were like moving from Korea or something and just yeah. like that whole issue. Yeah, yeah. What are some uh, things students can do to help their mental health w- like while they're studying abroad? Yeah, so again, some of them are very similar to somebody who's domestic, who's a domestic student. But I'd say one of the things that really separates how international students might want to take care of themselves include um, really watching for those signs of stress, watching for signs of culture shock too, and recognizing that it's normal. It's natural for uh, us to go through a process of adaptation. So watching for that uh, feelings of frustration that might just come from being somewhere really new with different rules, uh, different unwritten rules mostly. Um, So being able to be patient with yourself, give yourself some time, uh, recognize that it's really normal that around six to eight weeks, you might go, oh, maybe I should go back home. Um, That's really natural. But if you can kind of take care of yourself during that time and get get past that part, you will adapt. Um, I think the other thing is to is to make sure that you're making efforts to connect. That um, it is sometimes difficult to connect with domestic students, but it's not impossible. So look for options like clubs, visit the ISSC, uh, get to know what you like, maybe even the things that you typically would do at home. See if there's opportunities to do that here. Um, get involved. The international education group do, do a lot to uh, go to the mountains together, go to the movies together. Um, so look for those opportunities. And then I think the other thing to do is to recognize that routine is really important. So if there are routines from home that you can adapt to here, try it. See if there's something that you can do to keep some consistency. Um, and then try to appreciate the little things. And then with that, um, that culture shock aspect of it, do you find that those students um, are uncomfortable more because they're being critical of themselves and how they're interacting? Or is it people that are externally like um, being rude to them because they're not doing everything properly? It's a good point. It's probably a little bit of both. Although what I hear about most often is people worrying that, how come, how come I can't do this easily? Uh, one of the things I hear a lot are concerns about things like accents. If they come from a country uh, that that where English is not their first language or they have accented English, 
people worry about that. And yet, really, um, I mean, objectively, when I listen to them, I, I understand them very, very well. So I think there is self-consciousness, but we know that experiences of racism and discrimination also occur. Um, and so I, I suspect that's also part of it, yeah. And then my next question was, uh, why do you think it's important to have the uh, specialized support that you guys provide um, for these students? Well, I guess on some level, we want to be able to reach out to various groups on campus. We know that um, you know a lot of challenges can be similar across campus, but we also know that there are specific challenges that different groups experience. And uh, I guess we're trying to figure out how to best serve the serve students where they're at and adapt our services as I mean as much as we can to make sure that specific needs are met. And then, um, how do you think that the university uh, could improve um, upon like the already uh, good program that you guys have going? I think we're we're very curious to see what the next little while brings, uh, especially with students back on campus. Uh, I've been hearing, and it changes every week, but I've been hearing interest in being with people again. Um, I didn't realize uh, all the dynamics of learning online. I, I hear about them in session, but um, just recently I was talking to a group of students who was saying that like in breakout rooms sometimes online people wouldn't talk to each other and I had no idea um, and so I think the enthusiasm on campus this week has been palpable it feels like people are excited again so I think we need to really pay attention to what it looks like now um, and what's going to fit student need um, and listen to students to see what we can do to support them best. Because I, I guess it's all new ground still since we're yeah. coming out of a pandemic. Exactly. And uh, what, what would you want to say to any international student that listens to this? I mean, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, you know, congratulations for making the decision to enhance your education. You're not alone. Be patient with yourself that it can be tough at times. But remember that there are people here for you, that it's okay if it's tough, um, but it, it, uh, there are ways to help it get better. What were the positives, of, did you think, of studying abroad? And what kind of things does it bring to students' lives? A couple of things I would say. First being that, I mean, it looks great on a resume. Um, a lot of businesses will appreciate the idea of a diversity in experience, uh, diversity in settings, uh, being able to say that this is a person who's gone and, and done a variety of things. Um, but I also think that as people, we're, we learn and are shaped by experiences such as travel, experiencing new settings, new people. Figuring out who we are, uh, I think, is a big part of coming to a new place, of travel, of seeing new things, doing new things, um, and then letting them shape us, and also letting us uh, be able to learn new things, learn about the world, and then being also able to say, "I have experience here." Um, you might end up saying, uh, "Well, this." Canadian system is very similar to American system, so maybe I want to try working in the U.S., maybe I want to try working in Canada at some point in time in my career. So having an international part of your education might really add to that. Thanks so much, Jennifer. Um, maybe just as like a last sign-off that you could say like um, wh where people could find you or like how to best to contact you? Yeah, so um, 
we run every three weeks we run the global wellness community out of the issc in e140 it's usually it's either a tuesday or wednesday afternoon so information can be found uh through the international education facebook group or webpage. Um, and we also list uh, Global Wellness Community on the wellness calendar on Wellness Services webpage. We also would say, please come if you feel like it'd be useful to have a one-on-one session. Please come to counseling. Uh, we, uh, you can book either by emailing counseling at mtroyal.ca or call 403-440-6362. Um, and we have both bookable sessions that are 50 minutes in length. Uh, we also have single sessions you can book, which are 75 minutes in length, uh, kind of for you know, issues that you feel like could be resolved in about um, 75 minutes. And then every afternoon, we also have walk-in sessions. So if you're feeling like, you know, I'd like to try to see if I can talk to somebody today, give us a call, come by your front desk and see if there's an available option that afternoon. That's Jennifer McCormick, a registered psychologist, assistant professor, and counselor at Mount Royal University. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk About It. I'm David Kim, and this episode was produced by Oscar Santos Ticas. The series is powered by Shaw and part of the Community Podcast Initiative based out of MRU. It was produced on Treaty 7 territory, where we are grateful for the opportunity to create, learn, and grow. Since mental health is a universal issue, we hope all voices can enjoy the land with continued respect and appreciation for the people who call it home. Special thanks to our partner, MRU Counseling Services, and of course, to Jennifer McCormick for joining me today. You can learn more about MRU Counseling and book a free appointment at mru.ca counseling. That's counseling with two L's. You can also follow at MRULiveWell on Instagram for more resources and wellness events on campus. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get to know more of MRU's counselors and hopefully learn a little bit more about yourself. And don't forget, if you're struggling, reach out and don't be afraid to talk about it.